Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome, everybody, to the Once Bitten podcast, and this is day eight of the wall of content. That's eight straight days of episodes dropping. I hope you're loving this. It's been a lot of work, but also a lot of fun. I really hope you enjoy this show. This is a good old-fashioned true blue pleb at C Sigma show. Make sure you go and follow him. Before we do the interview, I have to give the appropriate shields to the companies that feel my work is good enough for them to place their trust in me and to help you DCA into Bitcoin, and that is to start stacking sats or to heighten the height of your stack. You can do that in the UK with coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten. In the US, you can do it with swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. Across Europe, you can do it with Relay, R-E-L-A-I dot C-H forward slash Bitten. All these companies are there to help you stack sats. You can dollar, oh, I did it again, fiat cost average into Bitcoin. Start stacking some sats right now. Do not, do not wait another second because Bitcoin is only just warming up and you do not want to get left behind. Get that stack as high as you can. Now, once you do start stacking your sats, or if you have started stacking, you want to take control of these coins and use a Bitcoin-only hardware wallet. You can find that at shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitter. That will get you a small discount, but is a Bitcoin-only hardware wallet. That cuts through all of the noise. It's going to keep your Bitcoin safe, your stack safe, and give you peace of mind. Let's get into this interview with another pleb. Thank you guys for listening. Okay, we are, we're good. We're recording. Well, at uh, C Sigma Show, welcome, uh, welcome, brother, to the podcast. Thanks for reaching out and coming on. No, thank you, man. I love what you do. And I love how in the opening of your uh, podcast, you're like, you talk to everybody, you know, and, and you talk to like, you know, CEOs, you know, like all these high really in the know Bitcoiners and you talk to the scrubs, the plebs. And that's why I was like, oh man, like I want to come on your show because I want all those plebs out there to know like, hey man, we're all over the world. You're not alone. And you know, we're all in this together. You know, I'm in Sydney from America. You talked to the Italian guy you know, a week ago and you know, you scroll, scroll through your, uh, your podcast feed. And I also love the Bitcoin prices on each show. You're just like, wow, like, look where we've come. But, uh, you know, I often say like the last, I've been in Bitcoin since I first heard about it in 2012, 2013. But since I came out of it or came into Bitcoin from a libertarian angle, I didn't trust it at first because I'm just learning about the Federal Reserve. And I'm thinking, well, why should I trust, a, I thought, fiat digital currency? And you're telling me about this, you know, U.S. dollar, that's fiat. I, you know, I didn't get it because I'm not technical. But uh, the people who I followed were like, you know, take a look at this. And once Coinbase came on and made it easy, then I was like, all right, let me take a shot. Let me just see what this is about. That's what really 
probably uh, you know got me to, to, to buy was with Coinbase because the whole Mount Goxie thing or Diwali or you know you have to you have to do some real steps to get Bitcoin initially. Yeah, those days were wild. There was lots of, uh, there was a lot, it was a tangled web to unweave and try and understand. Uh, it's, it's so much easier now with, with the likes of uh, these, these different apps that people can download and start, you know, interacting with it. So, so much easier and so much um, like it's seamless almost. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's really, really cool. So before we um, really dive into it and get going, uh, Lauren's here to ask a question. And uh, he, he referenced the Italian guy last week. Uh, do you remember he, he was telling you the story? Yes. That was a cool episode, yes. huh? With the dragons yes. and you ended up being the princess? Yeah. <laughs> that was a great one. Okay. A magical instrument. Well, a magical tool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what, what, um, what, what questions do you have today? Um, my question is, uh, do you, <clears throat> does your daughter, because I heard you got a daughter, like yeah. Bitcoin. <laughs> well, I, this, I think she likes other things, but she she knows that that's what I always talk about and listen to on my phone. And the picture I probably sent your dad was, I got this Bitcoin shirt that she can see. And I got her a one Satoshi shirt. And I had to double and triple check the, uh, the amount of zeros. <laughs> so, you because know, I didn't want to you know, come up with zero short, but I made her a little uh, one Satoshi shirt. So I, I don't think she appreciates it now, but uh, like I say, by year six, because she's in second grade, I go, she's going to be a millionaire in a, you know, by year six, which she probably will understand then. <laughs> that's cool huh mm. yeah do you have any uh, more questions uh, <clears throat> does your daughter get annoyed sometimes when you talk about bitcoin a lot <laughs> yeah probably her and her, her and her and her mom like what are you listening to another bitcoin thing and i'm just like ah you're gonna thank me one day <laughs> <laughs> Sound familiar? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Man. Mm -hmm. Or can I buy this or can we get a new horse brush? Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Like, nope. 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 Can we get a new car? Get a new car. Yep. All of that. All of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's guys, um, you know, guys like us that just keep saying, no, no, no. Maybe in five or 10 years, just give Ooh. us, like, give us five or 10. <laughs> And Five then, and then, yeah, then we're good to Daddy. go. Daddy. That is it. That's so. That's hundred percent. I just cannot wait that long. You can't wait that long yeah. for a horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh <my laughs> you, you, you can either wait that long, or you can like get a whole like stable full of horses in, in, a, in a, you know, another cycle or two. <laughs> Absolutely, we'll be. Um, we'll we'll have a ranch. Don't worry. Time we have a humongous house yep. with the little stables down. That's there. it. Well, go she right down. Like yeah <laughs> so does her older sister well go right down go right down these dreams and you never know if you write things down they might come true in the future have but you first you have anything? yes i have and it came true uh it's amazing how these things unfold and unravel yeah. it's crazy what, what do you write down and what you wanted down? i'll show you later i can't oh. like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll say okay, uh yeah. say it's good night over there because he's in yeah Australia. yeah it's two it's like eight at night eight twenty Mm, you got to go start your day. <laughs> yeah. 
And get dressed. And get dressed. Yeah, because yeah. I'm still in my pajamas. <laughs> Till tomorrow time. Au revoir. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Merci beaucoup. Au revoir. Merci. <laughs> okay, man. Let's let's wind back the clock. You gave us a little peek of of the rabbit hole, but uh, here you are, an American living in Australia. Uh, what um, yeah, what's transpired there? How, how did how did this come around? How did you um, you know, where, where were you growing up in the states? And yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, um, just grew up in Southern California, San Diego, LA. Um, you know, with the university up in LA, and uh, it's funny because I said I came at Bitcoin from a kind of a libertarian angle, but at the time I was working for the government, so like I, I literally was a you know, went from voting from Obama to become a libertarian, you know, and thinking like, man, if like if Ron Paul gets in, maybe he'll fire me. <laughs> I was there like, <laughs> he's just setting up my own demise, but I don't care. Fire me just as long as Ron Paul gets in. How, how did that, how did that come about then? That, that, that's, that's, that, that's a strange one, right? Yeah. Because obviously I don't know this, this is not video and uh, FYI people, I am black. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah how do i go from within two years of voting for obama figuring out the guy's a fraud and then uh you know going to store Ron paul um i don't know man it was like uh, the uh, gfc happened you know and mm-hmm. and um, you know nobody got kind of put in jail and it was just like this is like this is messed up you know and and, and barry just was around like i'm cool i'm cool and everybody just rolled with it and you know, I think the end result was, you know, Orange Man we got last time, which, you know, I was fine with. I was fine with that guy. But I always thought if Obama did just a little better job, maybe do a couple guys, in, you know, under the bus, maybe we wouldn't have had Trump. And we had, you know, things might have been different in some aspect. So what were you doing then at, at the um, working in the government? Are you allowed to? Can you can you tell? Yeah, us? yeah, no, yeah. I just worked yeah. at LAX. It was one of those uh, initially one of those guys at uh, TSA security, uh, and then moved into other areas. Um, and, you know, I did it for, you know, twelve years before I just quit it. And my wife, who was an Australian living in LA, uh, I was like, you know what? I literally said, I think Clinton's going to get in. Like, we need we need to get out of here. Let's go move back with your folks. Let's go move back with your people. But, you know, something's coming. I don't know what it is, but we need to leave. And she was like, yeah. So we moved back with the one-year-old and, uh, you know, been in Sydney uh, slumming it. <laughs> slumming it. <laughs> slumming it in Sydney. <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, it's just been such a weird. And how long have you been there? Six years. Six years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, you, yeah, you, you've. The escape then from, did you class it as an escape? That that was how you, you like, was that what was going through your mind at that point? No, yeah, it was. Um, this is 2014. This was, you know, uh, I don't know who the leading candidate, or I guess Jeb Bush or somebody or, uh, politically. And I just figured that because uh, I was watching, um, you know, just the, the, the economics of America, uh, you know, post GFC. And I'm just like, man, if the US, the US is so far to fall, that it's gonna be, it's gonna get bad because we're so used to being, I don't know, number one, you know, or having everything go nice. I, you know, who knew about, you know, COVID and COVID crashes and stuff, but I was like, yeah, I quit that government job. And if you work for the government, no, no matter where you work, EU, UK, Australia, you're getting paid. Like, you know, it was 
it was I left a really good paying job to come make a third of that in Australia as a you know mid forties. You know, starting over in your mid forties is is kind of tough, and uh, you know, and it's humbling. But I think uh, being into Bitcoin really helps get through that, just knowing that this is temporary. And you, you know, you hoped in the beginning, you know, four, five, six years ago that, you know, what, man, we're real close. To, we were real close to zero back then, you know, in 2014, uh, 15, closer than we are now. So it was, it was a gamble back then. You're hoping it was gone, but there was no guarantees back then. Absolutely. It's, uh, and it, it, that goes under discussed. I was having this discussion with somebody just yesterday um, and they were asking me about, you, you know, the, the first time that you started buying. I explained all of what we were talking about, what we touched on just then, you know, how difficult it was. There was like at least three or four hops for me to try and um, get money from a different, a different currency into US dollars. It was just a mess. And then, of course, the old classic uh, comment comes around. Uh, I was talking to a, a noob, no, a total pre-coiner. Someone's not even um, interacted with it, not even really looked at it. And uh, she said to me, oh, well, you know, commiserations that you didn't buy more back then. And I was like, well, it's not the way I think about it. It's, mm. you know, <laughs> there was, like you said, there was zero guarantees. Like conviction has come over time. And I think if you're buying now, yes, of course, you're going to be thinking, oh, my God, I wish it was 500 bucks. Right. You wouldn't be buying if it's 500 bucks. No, <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't. You're buying because it's 50 grand. And the world is way more down the line of conviction. And this thing is way more a thing. And we have the corporations now. You have all of that on your side to help with your original decision making. Whereas with you... And myself, I mean, we were bouncing around. I was out of work. Uh, we were bouncing around traveling at the time with our kids. You were just about to make a huge change, quit your job. You got a brand new baby, go live in a different country. Yep. You're not going to put your life savings into this thing at that no, stage. No, you weren't going <laughs> sliding the chips all in. Like, this is going to the moon. You're like, uh, <laughs> if it gets to a thousand, oh my God, you know, if it... <laughs> just make it to a thousand you're like this is the best thing ever man it was you know it was scary and if we would and if i would have gotten earlier say i would have probably been mount gox and i would have been burned i would have never came back so people talk about oh back then i would have been lost everything because i would have been like i'm not techie i would have been lazy had it on gox kept it there and poof and i i would have been so bitter right now yeah it's uh it's a story that we've heard so many times so when you were making that decision, there's a lot of people think that are probably going to be in the mindset at the moment of, we need to make a change. In fact, no, there's a lot of people that listen to the show and they're always reaching out and interested to know, um, you know, what other people feel about, you know, what's next, where's next. Um, what was going through your mind at that point? Because when you, when you go down that rabbit hole of we've got to move country, you have these long form discussions with your wife, obviously. But when you come to announce it to your friends, family in the world that like, right, okay, we're, we're leaving. That's almost like a knee jerk reaction for them. And it's very, very tough for people to 
kind of internally come to terms with? As far as family wise, like we were in LA, but our other, oh, my family's either like down the coast or in another state, like Louisiana. So, you know, it wasn't like every, my family was all around us. So we we're kind of up by ourselves anyway. And she, my wife was coming home to her family and there's a lot of nieces and nephews in that age range of my daughter. So I was like, okay, for her growing up around cousins, that's kind of a big thing when you're, you know, growing up around families, you know, you got all your cousins and you remember growing up with them and schools and, and hanging out. And I personally knew that, you know, look, it's going to be difficult to, you know, just, <laughs> it's difficult to move cities, but to move countries and be literally, you have, like, I have no family here. You know, I'm like, look, it's going to be hard. It's a different culture. I've been here many times, but still, when you're living here in a different culture, no friends really. I'm not going, guys, so it wouldn't be a problem, but you just know it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. Basically, go to work and, you know, you, Failure is not an option because you got a family. And it's almost like the mindset of Bitcoin is when, when, you're, when you're in this and you're, say, your dollar cost averaging, is, you just really have to focus on, like, say, you know, four years from now. So I kind of liken it to look, I'm going to run a marathon and you're not going to run out your door and do 21, three and 41, two, whatever it is, uh, kilometers. <laughs> so when you start a Bitcoin journey, it's like, you know, first you got to sign up and get some. Take that first mile, first kilometer, and you'll walk it. You know what I mean? You'll walk it for a while and then you jog a little bit. And pretty soon, as you dollar cost average in the Bitcoin, you know, like, oh man, I ran five miles, 10K, 15, you know, and you're like, wow, I'm feeling good. Your outlook, you're healthy, your mental state's good. And you're like, hey, everybody, you should jog too, right? And Bitcoin is like, hey, come on, dollar cost average with me, just buy a little, add to it, and, you know, like, oh, and there's your, you know, your friends and family, they're sitting on the couch, you know, either, you know, uh, economically or physically, and they're like, yeah, hey, you know, it's high, you know, they just don't want to change or they don't want to get healthy. And then, you know, you don't want to force them or badmouth them, but, you know, maybe you just post a few things, you know, just, you're not really hitting them with it, but you're like, hey, you know, Bitcoin's moving up. I told you about it a thousand. Or, you know, hey, come out for a walk with me. So, yeah, about all's rambling, but, you know, it's Bitcoin's journey. <laughs> yeah, it truly is. And you found, you've managed to find yourself some work within Sydney, within Bitcoin. No, well, yeah, a little bit. Like, as a, as a say, a, a low-age job, you know, the security stuff I did in America doesn't really translate here because there's nothing going on in Australia. Um, and so you know, I have a regular security guard job. And I'll tell you what, you know, when you have a crappy job, you know, like us plebs, and I consider myself a pleb, uh, you know, when you have Bitcoin, man, it's, it's, it's a light at the end of a tunnel. You could be at McDonald's looking at somebody in the face through a drive-thru and you just know that you're stacking sets and you can just be like, all right, man, you know, it's cool. I know if, if I want a Lambo and, and soon, I could have one and I might get one or I might not, but it, it keeps you, I don't know, like healthy, mentally healthy. And, you know, I come down here and uh, I was uh, signing up with uh, this, uh, this, this app down here called Amber. And I kind of noticed that their, uh, their YouTube channel, you know, they kind of don't really utilize it a lot. So I might uh, contact Alex Vetsky super cool guy, super libertarian. He's got his own podcast. Um, oh, geez, what was it? 
Uh, waking up, right? Um, waking wake up, up, yeah. Wake, wake up. up yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, he hits it pretty hard. So, you know, and, and that's how I kind of, I think I feel like I connect with what his style is because he's got real libertarian leanings. And, uh, you know, I kind of click with that on a personal level. So I just want to help them out. And, uh, you know, pro bono, just try to help the Bitcoin community by, you know, putting some uh, stuff out on their channel. This is how it starts, right? Um, for those people that are looking to, to get into you know, Bitcoin work or Bitcoin careers and, and switch gear, um, doing, doing what you're doing is, is the perfect avenue. Like uh, finding a company that you truly aligned with and just offering to help them out uh, will, will turn into something. I am 100% sure in the space. I've seen it happen. Yeah. And now there's, um, do you follow uh, at Bitcoiner Jobs on Twitter? Uh, no. Yeah. Give them a follow. Um, they're posting different, uh, different positions at Bitcoin only companies that are coming out. And I mean, Swan just placed a, a CFO there from, 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 from that, from that, um, Twitter account. And so Lollia and fold and all of these guys are posting positions for people and Bitcoin being as decentralized as it is. There's a lot of remote opportunities for people. Yeah. doesn't matter what country you're in. This is what I love about Bitcoin. We can all work for a Bitcoin company from a laptop if we, if we find the, uh, the perfect role. And, yeah, um, and Alec, Alec, is, uh, Alec is in, he's kind of digital nomading while running a, a Bitcoin company. Like, that's the dream, right? This guy's in some tropical locale uh, running a Bitcoin company that's based in Australia. And he's on the other side of the world and, you know, it's nuts. So yeah, that whole remote thing, man, that's it. Yeah, digital nomads uh, and Bitcoin, they go together very, very well. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's brilliant. Um, well, so yeah, fingers crossed, mate, that, um, that you know, this, this will move into something perhaps more permanent or you'll find something else. And uh, the fiat job is, is a lot of people's dreams. And I think over the next five years, we're going to see a yeah. huge amount of people able to do that. Yep, that's exactly. I'm thinking I'm just gonna retire, you know. Like today, I'm uh, I'm wearing my Bitcoin shirt, you know, volunteering at the kids' uh, cafeteria, you know, do, you know, hanging out with your kids. And you know, like I said, Bitcoin is gonna allow many of us to quote quit the rat race, and then you know, content create all day, uh, and have you know, have the fun that you wish you had, could have before if you can have it now. Do you have any longer term plans? Have you have you thought about that? Um, because you know you're you're not afraid of upping sticks and leaving if something if you feel the same thing going down in Sydney. Um, you know what, what what do you think? How how is the feel there actually? Give us give us the lowdown of of what's going on. Well, I like in Australia, and I tell the good people down here, it, it was kind of it was born a penal colony, and it, I think that DNA is in their in their dna where in america it's like freedom like you know i might not like guns but you can't you know don't you're not going to take them from me for no reason or you know we're going to like whoa we're going to question authority a little more because maybe we fought the crown and won our independence so when the, even our government says wear a mask going to be like but does it really work you know we'll question things we're here it's just like okay we'll do it you're like yeah it doesn't but it doesn't really makes sense though right those you know they'll go along i don't know if it's stockholm syndrome or uh or what but um it's a safe place 
but you do trade off with your freedoms. And I knew that coming, right? You know, I couldn't bring any, bring any of my guns I had with me, you know, um, or, you know, there's cameras everywhere, CCTV, CCTV everywhere. Uh, so you're safer and the kids are safe. They can take buses across town, trains across town and be unmolested, you know, on the whole. So, I mean, you know, for the, uh, my child and the kids here, it's, it's a great place, clean water, the healthcare is pretty good. I mean, it's, uh, what do you say? Uh, they say free, I don't know, it's, everybody gets it. But, um, so I mean, it's, you know, the plus and minuses. Trade-offs, right? Yeah. Like everything that, uh, with, you know, Bitcoin is teaching us so much. What, what do you think has been a couple of the biggest life lessons that, that Bitcoin has taught you? Oh man, that, well, I was always a saver. So that's why maybe this, you know, dollar cost averaging and then Bitcoin really appeals to me. My wife's a spender. Jesus Christ, she's a spender, guys. You guys know what I'm saying. You know, we've been, we've been uh, together, together 10 years, married for seven. And she finally this year, like a couple months ago, buy some Bitcoin. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm just like, oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm a saver. But man, you know what that... I was thinking back to that ICO era, that month, year or so. And, you know, a couple of people I used to listen to back four years ago. Oh my God, the, the Bitcoin space as far as content was just some hype channels. Antonopoulos, Andreas was there really as the just the only guy. Uh, and a couple of dudes on, on YouTube were this guy Tech Balt out of Baltimore. Um, he was literally like, you know, Bitcoin only, Bitcoin only. And it was dirt cheap. And if I would listen to that guy, God bless you, Tech Balt, at Tech Balt on Twitter. That's Adam, isn't it? Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Ed. Meister guy. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, if you just listen to that guy in the last four years, you'd literally be Michael Saylor right now because that guy has been maximalist the whole time, never wavering. And I listened to him and I stopped listening to him. I thought I was, you know, super smart because everything was pumping and, you know, you, you just lost hugely uh in that ico phase and uh you know it's that was just a big lesson so when the next having what 2016 came along i was like all right man what's all that but you know 2016 a year later 10x 700 7,000, and then 3x from that so up to 20 thinking like wait this happens every four years i need to get as much as i can by 2021 the year after the 2020 having and and then I said, I will take stock of how things are going. Tell my wife, look, if things are going good, okay, I'll sell some because, you know, it didn't work out, but it's probably worth something. But now you're like, okay, it worked. Now everybody has to listen and say, or and think in four years, that's, you know, three years to the next having and a year after this whole thing we're feeling now that we haven't really hit yet. It's going to happen again at a higher level, you know? And we just barely started this little run. By the end of the year, when I told somebody it's going to be like 300,000 plus, it sounds crazy, but I don't know, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard. It's going to be crazy. You're going to have to go dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I completely agree with you. We, as we are recording this, it's like uh, 54 and change. I think we had a little run up during the evening. Well, 
my bedtime to up to like 55 and a half, I think. Yeah, an all-time high uh, in Aussie dollar, like 71, uh, $71,000. $71,000 in ostrich? I have this tweet, but no, sorry, a WhatsApp message from my sister-in-law that back in 2018 where um, I guess an ETF didn't get approved. And she's like, oh, what happened to Bitcoin? And I was like, look, you know, an ETF didn't go through, but if it goes under uh, November 18th, 2018, and I said, if it goes under 5,000, buy some. You got two daughters, just buy one for each, just in case. And then a week later, I see, you know, it goes down to like 3,500. Of course you didn't do it. I don't know. And I'm not a math, I took one math class in college, so I don't know how many percents from 3,000 to 70,000 is, but it's a lot of percents. So, you know, that's probably a lot of problem people in, this, in, in Bitcoin, you know, when you're trying to orange pill family, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that's the one thing I've never wavered, though, is, is, is Bitcoin and Chelsea Football Club. That's, that's you know, those things <laughs> do not waver. So you know, I, have, I have the shirts, you know, I made my kid Chelsea, but, you know, that was that, that's tough. Um, you know, like years how, on, to... how on earth do you become a, a soccer fan growing up in, uh, oh, in LA? That's, that... <laughs> that's a good point, right? Uh, dude, I went to college with uh, this Israeli guy who lived in the UK, was a Chelsea fan. And this was before they had money, guys. So all you people out there thinking I'm a bandwagon, Ken Bates was the owner. And if they finished in fourth place, Ken Master Bates, uh, if we got fourth place and made the European Cup or something, we were like, Ooh. all right, so don't give me that. What do they call them? Rubber? Plastic. Plastic Chelsea fans, I think I've heard. But, uh, yeah, and that's just following them since, uh, yeah, the late 90s. Wow, wow, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's odd to find uh, American um, people that it's so into the premiership. It's, uh... Oh, man. So what's um, what's the way I try and think about um, Bitcoin and the way it's going to like uh, shape the world for the next five to 10 years, trying to get that across to people is very, very difficult. And when you were just talking then about uh, that example of uh, like uh, $70,000 now, that, that sticker price is so emblazoned in people's minds um, that uh, your sister-in-law probably won't ever buy because it's just so high trying to help people understand um, the Satoshi aspect now is, I think is the battle for the next five years mm, to, to get normal people into, into this. I mean, the companies are going to come. They don't care if it's 50 grand or 150 grand or 300 grand, they're going to buy and they're going to FOMO in hugely. Uh, so just trying to explain to people like the, um, you know, making sats the standard, such a huge shout out to Matt O'Dell and, and Marty Ben for, for pushing this. And if you look at bitbo.io, that's a great, great place or Clark Moody to see how many sats you get for $1. And right now, I think one US dollar gets you just under 2,000 sats. 2,000, yeah. Right. I mean, 2,000 sats. It's a lot of sats, right? <laughs> like yeah. when, when you play this out in five or 10 years' time, those 2,000 sats are going to be worth a good deal. But that's just $1 now. No, $10. Gets you, uh, you know, twenty thousand sats, a hundred dollars. 
this is the way I'm trying to help people understand it, that um, the newbies that are coming in and looking at it this way. Um, and I think it's very powerful. It's hard to even, that's like almost feels like so next, not even too next level, but they can't get past the, 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 you know, initial, like, you know, just buy a little bit stage. It's hard to get them to be like, oh, like that Coke is going to be, uh, you know, three sets. Like, the, you know, it's like, uh, like what? So, yeah, I mean, like I said, spending like at least six years trying to orange build people. Like, you know, it's just, I try to be like, yeah, you know, Bitcoin's still there, guys. You know, when they, when they went down to 3,000 and my own, uh, brother-in-law was saying, how's Bitcoin? I'm like, okay, man, like they went down, right? Oh, man. And, <laughs> right? That was like 3,000 something. <laughs> And then on New Year's, I'm like, you guys, uh, really on New Year's Eve, we're having a party at the house. I'm like, you guys, I had everybody there and I looked. It's going to be pretty much your last chance to get on this train. And it was like uh, 30, was it 36 Aussie then? It might have been like 36. And that was, you know, New Year's Eve. And I think my sister-in-law signed up and got a little bit, which was good. And, but yeah, the brother-in-law still. But that's the thing about Western countries, America, Australia is, a lot of them don't think they need it. You know, like here there's a housing bubble and there's this myth in Australia about housing will make you rich and it's worked the last 20 years. So these people down here are just worried about getting on the property ladder with, you know, low interest rates and, and you know, that's how you do it. You know, getting properties and flipping to this guy and renting them out. And, you know, in America, maybe things are getting bad enough and people are starting to look for a place to put their money, but it's a Western society and you kind of have stuff. So you're, you know, it's not like you're in uh, Nigeria, Venezuela, you know, South America somewhere where if you got, you know, 20 US dollars, you can put them in Satoshis and watch a thing double, you know, 10X to 200 bucks US. You, you really feel it and can use it. But these Western countries, I don't know, man. It's like, you know, things are still good, you know? Yeah, until they're not. And that's, yeah. that's the worry. Um, like the, the crash that's coming with, that you were talking about before when you felt it um, and they just kicked the can down the road again mm. and they're all doing the same. They're all trying to outprint each other. Um, how do you, I mean, when you look at the States now from an outsider looking back in, you must see a completely different country to, to what you grew up in. How, how does that affect you? Yeah. It's a, I guess I was at uh, Brent Johnson from Santiago Cap Capital on Twitter. always says people are losing their minds. It's, it's crazy. These people are losing their minds. Like you can't have discussions with people. Can't have a different opinion. Just an opinion that you know that shade of purple is more violent or fuchsia. Not you know arrest that person, deplatform them. <laughs> you know it's it's insane. Like, I can't imagine, you know, if we were stuck in LA with COVID and, you know, I was a, I'd be a government worker, driving a government car and people hate the government because Trump would be the, the head of the government at that point. You know, so, you know it's insane. It's, if you just stayed there, I mean, would you still be like entrenched? This is what I find um, quite, quite freeing actually. When, when I, when I look back at um, the UK, I've not, I've not lived there in 21 years at this point. And it's just, when we, when we do go back, it's so great to be a tourist. 
um, because you can see through all of the other bullshit that's going on and the traps that people have fallen into. And this is, this is true for any country, actually. Uh, if you spend too long in a certain place, you just fall into the step of everybody else and you start drinking the Kool-Aid of whatever's being shoved down people's necks. Um, to, so to, to look back through a different lens, you're looking now back at America through the lens of Bitcoin, which has already changed so much of your um, thinking, and the lens of this is a country I grew up in. This is a country that I used to work for their government. This is a country I left six years ago, and I can see, oh, my God, like what the hell is going on? It's, it's nuts. I think and one of the big things that has had a big impact on me was the reading, reading or re-listening to on audiobook on the fourth turning. Um, mm. That's how thing. I, I got an audio. I've probably 10 times I've listened to that. And it's kind of made, you know, the decision to leave was, you know, listening to that and thinking, you know, what's going to happen between 2020 and 2030. And it's kind of, you know, it's like, that thing was playing out, man. It was just, it was playing out. And so when, you know, once, you know, once that baby, you know, my one and only child comes to the, into the world, you're like, I got to make sure this kid's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, LA is not a good place to be if there's an earthquake or some type of civil unrest. Uh, schools aren't that good per se. Uh, but, you know, kind of reading that and kind of being like, oh boy, this place, yeah, there's the book. I got the audio version that still I have, I can listen. Uh, and just like man there's gonna be some there's a crap show coming and uh you know we need to go and you know i really feel like bitcoin is kind of like you know like a noah's ark man that guy was probably building this ark and the sun was shining there was no rain in sight and as you build your bitcoin ark you know people are deriding you and make you know they're out having fun and you're selling chairs as matt hotel would say or what's that i think it's matt, <laughs> american hodl american hodl whatever um you know, and they're thinking you're crazy about, you know, all you talk about is Bitcoin, 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 and then it starts raining and you like close the, your little, you know, arc doors and start floating up and you kind of be like, hey, man, I try to tell you guys. It's funny you mentioned the fourth turning. I was on a call with a bunch of Bitcoiners the other night, the guys that set up the uh, the voice paper project. Uh, I don't know if you caught that. Um, okay, yeah, check that out. Go to dimsiam.com or it'll be on 21ism.com as well, Uh, or just search Bitcoin voice paper project. It was in response to um, a certain person who shall not have his name shilled, uh, (laughs) trying to um, sue developers and uh, claim that he wrote the white paper. So there's 160 Bitcoiners from around the world read one line each of the white paper, and it's called the voice paper, and it's awesome. But I I was having a drink with those guys on Zoom, and the fourth turning came up, and it's funny that you bring it up as well, and literally two days later, because I've got the page turned down towards the back of the book where they talk about the scripts for each generation and what each generation is likely to have to do to you know, facilitate the fourth turning and, you know, into brighter times after, rather than yeah. um, you know, like disillusionment. So I'm going to read the first paragraph from the 13er script. And the 13er um, is kind of our age group, um, like the Xers, the, the younger Xers and the older millennials, I would probably say, is, you know, who, who it's aimed at. But listen to this, man. It's, it's crazy. Survival skills are what a society needs most in a fourth turning. And those are precisely what the most criticized archetype, the nomad, 
the nomad possesses in abundance. Through the natural corrective force of the seculum, the nomad was raised to excel in exactly those skills that history will require from him in midlife at a time of real public danger. His challenge will be to stop dispersing these skills for scattered purposes and start gathering them for one larger purpose. Through the unraveling, the nomad has been able to withdraw from civic life, but come the crisis, he cannot. It will be his duty to ensure that whatever choices society makes will work as intended. In public life, the nomad must cut through the paralytic residue once built by his shadow, the old artist. In private life, he must rebuild the family and community rituals once discarded by the old artist. As he does this, the nomad will nurture the new child artist. That is chilling. <laughs> that is like... Everything there just tells... It screams Bitcoin at me. And self-sovereignty and rebuilding the family, rebuilding communities and um, you know, t turning the wheel into something that is going to give us a bright orange future. It seems like when it's, when it's, whatever goes down, goes down. You know, if, if us Bitcoiners are those, I don't know if you want to call it, I don't know, the wealthy leader, you know, we've got assets and, and, and just, you know, we have assets to, to get us through. Being philanthropic and trying to help people, you know, is, is it feels like that's what I would want to do. And I kind of tweeted out this thing. I was like, man, if like, Say if Bitcoin gets a hundred thousand U, a hundred thousand US, like I was like, man, I should get some open dimes, and go find some people and then drop sats on, them. you know, and, and just kind of, you know, if, if kind of everybody in this space kind of did that to kind of almost like germinate the Bitcoin in, in the world, it might help. Like you don't have to just give stuff away, but if you see like there's a kid, you know, a family with their child, you're at the park or a server, a barista. Uh, you know, randoms that you feel are, you know, just drop sats out there because, you know, they, they, they might need them and it might just, you know, make the world a better place. Yeah, good point. And even if they do lose them, it's lost for a good cause, right? It adds to the, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, more of a scarcity angle. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's so much to think about. And I think that once we can move on to sounder money the the change in behavior so what i think about is like the, the political shift because you know politics isn't going away as much as we despise it it's not going away it's not closing down tomorrow it's going to have to be wound down slowly over the next generations none of us here i don't think that are hanging out and Bitcoin Twitter right now have any political aspirations. I don't think Bitcoiners become politicians. I think politicians become Bitcoiners. <laughs> and yeah. we're, we're seeing that play out, right? In the US right now, the, the mayor of Miami, Cynthia Lummis in, in Wyoming. Uh, there's a few others. I can't remember the names. I'm sorry. Um, this is the change that, that needs to happen. These, and, you know, these guys are, of kind of our generation, if not a little bit older, maybe the top end of our generation, the bottom end of the boomers. And this is the kind of shift that we've got to see play out. And if we can get the mindset shifted to sound money, <clears throat> I mean, if Cynthia Lummis can 
can you know turn the state of Wyoming around exactly from a debt state. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. If Suarez turns Miami into, you know, I don't know, the, the Caribbean Gotham or something, and he'll end up becoming, he'll go like straight from mayor of Miami to president. I mean, he could literally make that leap if this dude makes like the next three, four years, turns Miami into, you know, a, you know into a Silicon Valley of, of the of Florida. And, and everybody goes there and everybody, they're going to have to follow us. It's game theory by city, by, by state. You know, the game theory plays out. And then the, at the sovereign level, which everybody probably thinks the next having cycle would be, they got to be like, uh, I think it's a Pierre Richard's trying to get the, uh, the U.S. government to keep the 70,000 uh, Bitcoin that they have from Silk Road or something. Like in Loomis and that other guy, I think it's from Illinois or Minnesota. But, uh, you know, get the U.S. government to keep that and somehow fiscally become responsible. You know, these guys could lead to that next, you know, wave. Like, and other uh, politicians become Bitcoiners too. And that's when I hope regulations start getting slowly stripped away. Instead of added over time, yeah. they slowly get stripped away over time because they see through the malinvestment and they see through the the, the dreadful regulations and policies that so many entrepreneurs are hamstrung by that they can't build what they want to build because of the ridiculous policies in in different jurisdictions or states or countries i mean i live here in france you, you want to open a business here you want to list yourself as a an entrepreneur oh man there's reams of paperwork it takes months and all you want to do is provide a good or service <laughs> it's, it's it's on its head I, th- I think here in australia you just pretty much uh i don't know you get this thing called an ab in australian business number and it's literally that that's it i don't know if i paid like a fee for it or you just tick a box but it's it's i think it's pretty easy over here to kind of start something if i'm not mistaken taxes taxes in australia are still pretty high aren't they yeah i mean they gotta pay for that healthcare somehow <laughs> yeah uh, i don't think it's like scandinavian but i mean uh yeah it's 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 it's, it's high but man people over here still I don't know, man, there's a lot of luxury vehicles in this, especially in Sydney. Like, this is like LA, like LA where it's cheap. I'm like, that Lamborghini is like twice as expensive here. Like, what the F? Yeah. Really? uh, Sorry about that, but that's crazy. That's all that house, house rich people, man. People love their debt though, right? That's yeah. uh, that they, they love to take these cars on on like higher purchase loans or something. It's, it's, it's crazy. People are rolling around in these things. No one owns anything. Actually, owns it. It's it's all on this uh, this this fiat Ponzi. It's it's nuts, and the we need to get debt. out of that. Yeah, the household debt here down here is like pretty bad. I think it's like second in the world or something. So all these people are they're they're indebted to the eyeballs. Another trap we all fell into. Another trap that Bitcoin fixes. Yeah, and it's you know like I said like I was saying earlier, you stay focused, knowing that. You know, these people in this debt, like one, you know, one bond market crash somewhere else rolling through here uh, and they're, they're toast. And that, uh, you know, that, uh, that gif on Twitter with the, the rapper guy rubbing his hands, you know, that's the Bitcoin saying, I'll buy that, you know, Bondi, you know, beachside mansion uh, when you're in trouble. But, you know, it's, like I said, it's hard for these, uh, 
Australians, uh, these Westerners and Australians to uh, focus on saving with Bitcoin when, you know, you, you look rich, you think you're rich and everybody's acting rich, but, you know, they're, but they're indebted to their eyeballs. Keeping up with the Joneses. It's such a, it's a, it's a sick society. It's, it's really tough to watch. All right, man, I'm going to hit you with it. If you had one orange pill left to give, who would you give it to and why? One. I guess I can't see my wife anymore because she finally got on board. (laughs) 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 One last. Some people like say like Peter Schiff or something, but it's like, now why waste your orange pill on that guy? You know, Um, who's left? Wouldn't waste it on like Rabini or these guys. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe just drop some orange pill dust out of an airplane on, on like just populations. You know, really, you know, Probably agent, agent took up like I don't it's all agent orange, you know, just fly an airplane yeah. over, break it up and just, <laughs> just drop it over some uh, some people. Because I mean it really has to be at that level, man, where people, you know, just they get you know, as a, as a society or as a group or a population, just get red pill and realize they can walk away from that monetary system. You know, uh, I looked up what the uh, savings account for, for, for kids are in Australia, and it's like 0.25%, 0.17%. It's like, you know, Agent Orange, a bunch of parents, and just take your money out of the bank and, and you know, put your kids' uh, savings in that. It's, it's ridiculous. So that, it's just for the for the for the global population, man. I want to talk about. I that. like it. <laughs> so what, what you're, you're thinking? Dilute the the orange pill down into its lowest dose, and you know, liquefy it somehow, and get up in a crop dusting plane and just hit as many people as possible. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's, <laughs> let's get the plebs, right? That's that's yeah. that's the, the rally cry. Masses. So do. You, do you have um, do you have a last rally rally cry for for any of the plebs out there that are listening and um, you know that that you want to that message that you want to come across and represent because that's what you're doing you're representing the plebs I really appreciate it yeah yeah so you guys were you know we're not alone you're not alone wherever if you're in Cairo if you're in I don't know Manchester El Paso somewhere in, in you know Thailand you're not alone. Like we've been wandering through the Bitcoin forest for, you know, the last four years. And just like in Lord of the Rings, when Gandalf comes over the, the mountaintop, you know, doing the orcs attacking uh, that fortress, sailors up there, man. Like all these guys are here, man. It's like, we got reinforcements, you know? And, and, and you know, you've made the right choice by getting into Bitcoin. The world's catching up to us and, and the, the wind is at our backs. So just keep stacking, fiat cost average, dollar cost average. Just just keep stacking, and you know we're going to be fine. Your kids are going to be fine. And you know what? If you want to buy that Lambo, treat yourself. You know, go ahead. You only live once. You don't want to die with a bag full of Bitcoin and, and you never got to spend a little bit. So, you know, just just dollar cost average, man. We're we're, we're all in this together. Love it. Great way to uh, to end the call and. Why do I feel that you might end up with a his and hers Lambo if um, if your <laughs> wife gets her way? <laughs> they do have that Lambo uh, SUV thing, right? That's, I've seen a couple of those down here. That must be like half a mil down here. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to get the kids in. Don't forget. Yeah, the one All kid. Right. <laughs> 
All right, man. Well, it's been great hanging out with you. And like I said, really appreciate you reaching out and um, sticking your hand up to come on the show. And a big shout out to to Scott uh, at Play Shamry at Scott M. Sibley because uh, he's a, a fellow uh, San Diegan. Is is that uh, is that how you yeah. would uh, class yourselves? <laughs> and it was a little bit of um, back and forth with with Scott on Twitter that uh, got you and I connected. I think in the first place. So big shout out. Um, yeah, thanks. For, I really Armory appreciate guys, it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, thanks, DP. It was great, man. And I'm a big fan. Love the podcast. And uh, see you. I'll see you on the Twitterverse. And uh, yeah, man, let's uh, keep stacking. Cheers, brother. Take care. Peace. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode with C Sigma. Just another pleb falling down the Bitcoin rabbit hole like so many of us. And it's always great to get these real life stories out there from people all around the world and again it's brave for for people like this to come on and do this you know they they have a lot of kind of fear and nerves coming in to to do a podcast but they're ready to step up and share their story and, and hope to inspire many of you other guys that are around the world that uh, might be thinking you know what should i do how can i help how can i give back to to this community there are many different ways and you know, putting your hand up to appear on podcasts is probably another way. So don't feel, uh, you know, too nervous about doing that. And it doesn't have to be my podcast. It could be anyone's. Just just reach out and, and start that conversation. You'll find many people's DMs open in the space. So again, huge thanks for coming on, man. Great, uh, great to get to know you. Before we finish the show, I would like to give a shout out again to the show sponsors. That is coinfloor.co.uk in in the uk obviously use forward slash bitten to save on commissions in the us swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten and across europe relay r-e-l-a-i dot c-h forward slash bitten all of these three companies are there to help you stack your sats and look after your sats and build your stack so make sure you reach out to these guys they're going to have you covered. They're going to help you with your education. They're going to hold your hand down the rabbit hole. They are all very, very cool Bitcoin maxis, and they've got your best interests at heart. Now, once you have these coins, once you've started stacking, you do want to take the next logical step, and that is to take them off of the apps or the exchanges that you've been stacking on and store them safely on a hardware wallet. You can use Bitbox02. Go to shift crypto.ch forward slash bitten that will give you a 5% discount and choose their bitbox bitcoin only edition this is a very cool wallet you can absolutely take control of the sats these beautiful sats that you have been stacking and have more peace of mind if you want to check out my website it's once-bitten.com there you can learn about myself and my book choose life Thank you, everyone, for listening. I look forward to the next show. Take care.